Welcome to the Soulish Podcast. My name is Whitney Apke and I'm your host. On the Soulish Podcast, we talk all about the soul journey, the body-soul-spirit connection. And I usually have guests every other week. And uh, this week is a solo episode with moi, yours truly. And I really, really am excited for this episode that we can have together in talking about how to pave new pathways, how to um, take away uh, any limiting beliefs, transmute them, shift them, uh, work them for your good, for your benefit, uh, uncover you know, either things that need healing wounds, uh, past memories, even past karmic past life related things. Um, and how to do that because I'm right in the midst of doing that work myself. And, um, and so I'm really excited, really excited for this episode together. Um, so I have been in this really cool season and I know I've shared this a lot with you guys of coming through healing and healing of past, you know, past stuff, either with my, uh, Christian upbringing, um, just even being a woman, that kind of stuff, you know, it's been really great. Uh, something that has come up for me in the past couple weeks has been limiting beliefs and just really realizing how many limiting beliefs I have because they can be really sneaky. And I've even had a couple of friends that I've talked with and it could be as simple as buying a house or, um, being in a relationship or stepping into, you know, up leveling in your career or in what you're doing or what you want to achieve and having those conversations with friends, whether it's myself having, you know, talking about me or hearing it from them, limiting beliefs has been coming up for me a lot in the past couple of weeks. And I'm sure it's been happening on a collective level, um, because this is just part of us kind of coming up and out and into our empowerment, you know, stepping up, um, showing up in an authentic way and not out of programming conditioning or limitations, you know, that we've either have been placed on us or we're placing on ourselves. And I think that's so important in our soul journey as we progress, as we heal, as we journey on, it's realizing, you know, what we're taking with us and to unload the stuff that is not supportive, that is not helpful, that is very negative, that keeps us in this loop, you know, that is not positive, that is not helpful, that is not going to bring us into authenticity or um, allow us to enjoy the success that we have or have the success that we deserve and that we truly want. And I think that's a huge part of our journey is we want to have impact influence. We want to do good things. And, and no matter on what level that is, right. It could be in the corporate world, nonprofit world. It could be just personally what we want to do, how we want to show it for ourselves, for our friends, for our family. Right. And I think it's really important to talk about limiting beliefs, uh, because they're really sneaky because they're belief systems, right. They're beliefs that are subconscious. They're things that are, that are deep in, they're not necessarily things that you can recognize on the surface all the time. Sometimes they do surface and you're like, Whoa, Hey, um, didn't realize I had that there. And that's kind of what I've been doing because I've really surrendered to this process of like, Hey, whatever it is that is holding me back. I want it known. I want to see it. I want to experience it again. I want to reconnect with it. I want to heal it. I want to shift it. I want to step into a new gear. I want to run in a new way. Um, and so I've been hearing things jingling in the back, you know, <laughs> some things jingling and that has brought me into this new space of just like, whoa, Hey, I did not realize I had that. Um, some things are related to my upbringing, right? Religion. Um, 
especially around like money, uh, or, you know, showing up in your most authentic self, um, how, how I am loved, how I receive love, how I give love things like that. So that's a big deal. Um, and so I want to start with how do we recognize limiting beliefs? I think one of the main ways that we can recognize limiting beliefs is that we're not manifesting the things that we want to manifest. Uh, we're actually manifesting the things we don't want to manifest and we keep manifesting that. And we don't want to manifest that. That could be relationally, that could be in finances, you know, security, uh, that could be in your friendships, that could be just in personally, uh, physically, how your physical body feels, how you feel in your physical body it could be so many things, right? Health related, wellness related, finance related, career related, friendship, relationship create, uh, related, right? There's so many um, ways that this can manifest. And so one of the things that I started realizing happening was when I was trying to lift off, right? Like, I'm here. I want to live here. Right. I want to up level. I want to upgrade. I wasn't able to do it. And I was like, this is really weird. Why is this so difficult? Like, and I'm watching everyone else around me, including family, friends lift off and they're lifting off fine. They're doing great. You know, they're off the launch pad. I'm sitting over here like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for anyone who's listening, I'm like trying to jump <laughs> and I'm like, not able to jump. I'm not able to lift off. I'm oh, like gritting, grinding, pushing, pulling, doing whatever I can to pull myself up and push off of this launch pad, not able to do it. So I think that's one way that you can, you can recognize is that, Hmm, this just isn't working. It's just not working and it may not be what you're doing or even how you're doing it. It's how you believe about it, what you think about it, right? How you feel about it. Um, and so that's one indicator is that things are just not working right. And I often say to like my clients, even friends that follow the piece. And so oftentimes what's confusing is when I'm doing what I say to do to people oftentimes is to follow the piece. I'm following the piece. I know that this is my space or this is what I'm meant to do, but yet I'm not, I'm not launching. Uh, there's, there's resistance here and I'm not sure why, because I feel peace going in this direction or doing this thing, but for whatever reason, I'm not able to lift off. I'm not able to do it. I'm not able to experience it. And so that's often an indicator that it's not what you're doing. It's what you believe about what you're doing. It's a limiting belief. There's something in there that needs healing because it's, it's tethering you to that belief. Right. And for you to experience something that is not that would not be authentic. Like if we're going to talk about authenticity, because you believe that that's not meant for you but that's never going to happen. That's never going to work out or it's going to work out and it's all going to fall through the cracks. Anybody feel me on that? So when you're trying to launch off, you're tethered to this limiting belief that is anchoring you in what you truly believe is true, is authentic, is real, is reality. And so because of that, you're unable to lift off and, and change and transmute and shift because that thing is anchoring you down and 
grounding you to that space that you know very well, that's very comfortable, that you're very familiar with, and that you're not able to leave because of that. So when we recognize it, the next step, I believe, is to acknowledge it. Because you can recognize something but not acknowledge it. It's true. You can recognize something and not acknowledge it, not, um, not give it sight, you know, or feel or connect with it. Right. That's acknowledging. I think acknowledging is the first step to reconnecting. And that's, what's a huge part of then being able to even address it. If you recognize something's off, but you don't acknowledge it, you're purposefully ignoring it. You're saying, I'm not ready to deal with that now sometimes. And I would say all the time, if you're not ready to deal with it, you're not ready to deal with it. Right. That is part of our journeys. There's no criticism, judgment on the timing of things, right? There's, there's no perfect or right way to do this. But I think that it does take acknowledging it to, to begin to reconnect and to then be able to have the ability to release yourself from that limitation. So it may be that you're not ready for it. That's okay. Come back to it when you feel ready and acknowledge it, but it, it does require that in order for you to move forward. So First step is to recognize and then acknowledge. And when you acknowledge it, you see it for what it is with no judgment, no criticism. In fact, I actually go, wow, I love that part of myself because that obviously is some place that I need healing. And whether it's something that I just chose to believe on my own, or it's something that was placed on me, you know, when I was young as a kid, or maybe it's past life or karmic. I love it because it's such an opportunity to transmute, to shift, to heal, to reconnect with a part of me that I didn't see until right this moment. Right. And so I, I love, I love all parts of me. And so I, I choose to send that love, that little girl, that three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old girl that experienced that in her life, heard that, saw that, observed it, uh, made it true for her so that she could avoid pain whatever it is, um, or, or not mess up in that way. Right. So I have that limiting belief on what it is to be, uh, righteous, right. What it is to love God, what it is to be a good person, right. A good human being. So whatever it is, right. Whatever the conditioning is that has limited me in a way that says that it's not okay to do that or to be that, um, a good example of that was, uh, tarot. And for a long time, I felt called to tarot, but I was so afraid of what that would say about me to my friends, to my family. And I was nervous. Like I was honestly nervous, like, oh my God, you know, like, what if I do this? And, you know, what if they think I'm a witch? Like I'm wicked, right? I'm a sinful person. I'm a bad person. I'm a manipulator too, because the way that I saw Tara was a psychic with a crystal ball. And she's like, you know, basically manipulating your future and cursing you. Like that's the only version of tarot that I ever got as a kid. Disney movies, right? TV movies, whatever. Um, and then just also being told stories about witches and what they did. And, um, and now knowing that there's, 
there's white witches, there's green witches, there's witches that don't, don't do things against people. They do things for people, right? They, they do it to be supportive. They're really more so healers than they are anything else. Um, and that's what they choose to do with, with the uh, magic, with the power, with the authority, with the influence that they have. Um, not every witch is a good witch, right? We know that not every person is a good person. Um, we're all on a journey experiencing what we're experiencing. And some people need to experience the negative polarity that is life. Like some people need to experience the positive polarity. So we, you know, that's part of this human experience in this incarnation is we have the right to choose. It's part of third density, right? So there's no judgment in what we feel and what we experience, but recognizing, acknowledging it, sending yourself love and not being critical over what it is that you are limited on. Like in all honesty, when I have realized my limitations around whether it's tarot or money, how I see money, money was evil, right? It's actually more righteous, more holy to live in poverty and to suffer and to need, because then you can call on God and God can be your provider, right? It's this like cycle of like, you need, so you call on God, his Jehovah Jireh, my provider, right? Um, and so it's, it can be like different, different things, beliefs that I've uncovered, whether it's a divination tool that is I have the intention of helping people, encouraging people, inspiring people, uplifting people, empowering people. Um, that is what I'm always doing anyway. It doesn't matter what I do, what tool I use to do it. Um, but that's what I do. And then whether it's also like abundance, uh, being provided for having more than enough. In fact, having an explosive amount of finances, of support, of security in order to do more good. Right. And I've seen it as it's actually better to, it's, you know, to be pious, to be poor, to live in poverty. It's actually holier, um, to suffer in that way. Um, and so if I believe that what's going to happen, I'm going to experience that. Right. And so whether it's, whether it's your culture, you know, that you grew up in or whether it's religion or spirituality, however you experienced God, um, whatever your past experiences are, let's take stock in this moment and see, let's recognize what is a limiting belief that you have. Take a moment, um, whether you're in your car, listening to this, wherever you are, take a moment and think, what is a limiting belief that I see? Like, where am I being limited in my life is a good place to start. If you're like, I don't know. Well, where are you limited? Where do you want more, but you can't have it more love, more friendships, your soul tribe, um, money finances is a big one, right? Security, having abundance. There's people that make $500,000 a month. There's people that make thousands of dollars a month, right? Or hundreds of thousands of dollars a month or millions a month. You know, why isn't that you? And why is that a thought when you, when you hear me say that, why do you think like, oh, well, blah, 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 right. And you have this like negative talk in your head around the people that make all this money. Well, why are you having negative talk about all the people that have all that money? Right. So that's a limitation. That's a limiting belief around that it's wrong, or there's something up with that. There's a, something not good, you know, like what are they using all that money for? Right. Like <laughs> maybe you're not, maybe you're thinking you're hearing me and you're going, it's no big deal. In fact, sign me up, but maybe you have a limitation around being loved, being accepted for who you fully, truly authentically are when you show up. Maybe you feel like you have to show up in a certain way in order to be accepted. So you can't fully show up how you are right now. Right. So what does that, what does that look like for you? 
where, where do you feel limited? Where do you see limitations in your life, in your experience? And once you get there, and once you recognize it, acknowledge it, send that love, send that joy, send that peace, and then take that and go good. So now I recognize that I have this. So then how do we shift this? How do we heal this? How do we become unlimited? Right. I think there's a lot around this and it's not, sometimes things can shift. I'll say this something, sometimes things can shift in a second, a second, a millisecond. Sometimes things take time. And so no one likes to hear that. Everyone wants to be able to shift things immediately. A lot of the work that I do in energy is, is a shifting, is an immediate shift of energy around something. And oftentimes I uncover a wound, a trauma, a, um, something that has happened, uh, a belief, right. A limit, a limitation in some way. And whether it's an experience that they just had that limited them in some way or past experience that they had that limited them, that they're now it's kind of coming to that, that end of that limitation. They're realizing like, I really don't want to be limited in this way anymore. I want to experience more in my life. So sometimes there's that. So it's kind of like, we're coming to this, to the fence, so to speak of this limitation, and they really want to shift or they're shifting it, but energetically, they still feel limited, right? That, that energy, that funkiness is still there, right? Uh, around that wound or that trauma or that past experience or uh, whatever it is, that limitation, right? So what I do in the energy work that I do is oftentimes we'll, we'll address things and we'll acknowledge it as I'm doing the work. And then I'll, I'll ask them, Hey, do you want to shift this energy? And it's a yes or a no. If they don't, they're not ready for it. Fine. If they're ready for it, which pretty much every time they're like, do it, do it now. And then we'll shift that energy and things start happening. So I think you can shift this in an energetic way. And I think you can also shift it mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically. Um, also physically, you can physically feel things shift in your body. Um, I love doing the muscle test. Uh, with clients as well, where, um, they basically, their body will tell me what, what the subconscious still believes and feels. And that's really fun. It's really fun to see that and to also see the progress in just one session, um, or the multiple sessions that we work together that you can see, but I think recognizing, acknowledging, and then shifting actually truly deciding what do you want to believe? What do you want that limitation to now be. Hello, Soulish Tribe. So I know that I'm not alone and always feeling thirsty. Even though I hydrate throughout the day, I'm always feeling that I need more water, especially after those cycling classes. My friends, James and Mark over at Zaka have the perfect solution. Zaka's Hydration and Liver Aid is the number one recovery and hydration solution for working out, jet lag, or drinking, maybe just a little too much. Zaka uses herbs such as Japanese raisin as well as other natural and fermented ingredients that are safe and without artificial flavors. Zaka is unique because it doesn't just replenish what your body needs, but also supports your body's natural ability to recover. It's two very, very yummy and very chewable tablets that you can put under your tongue or chew up and swallow. Go to Zaka.com, that's Z-A-C-A.com, and use promo code SOLISH15 to get 15% off of your order.
If you're needing healing and an integration of that healing, I've just released a healing package that is just for that purpose. My healing package allows you to truly invest in your healing with four two-hour sessions that will support you to reveal, heal, and integrate. Whether you're going through a difficult time or simply want to dig deeper, this package is here for you and with a 50% discount. I truly care that my clients not only experience healing, connection, and freedom during our sessions, but in their everyday lives as well. And this is a typical issue that I see with people that just book one session is that they miss that integration piece that is so important. Go to WhitneyAppke.com forward slash book to invest in your healing now. For me, that limitation of I can't do things that have a stigma, right? That have a religious stigma on them of being evil or wrong or used to manipulate or hurt people, right? Because I can't redeem that is the limitation. I can't redeem that long time, long-term stigma, religious stigma around that, that tool. And then I realized, wait a second, why not? Why not me? Why can't I be one of the, one of the people that do that? Cause there's several tarot readers out there, right? Why can't I be somebody that also helps to redeem this tool and redeem that stigma that, that says that this is evil, wicked, that you'll get possessed by a demon, you know, or bad things will happen to you. Um, you'll be cursed if you use this. Right. And I still am kind of like navigating, like, so are all divination tools good then, or can be used for good. I'm not sure about that. Right. I'm, I'm still up in the air on that one. I'm not sure like a Ouija board. I'm just not sure why that would be good, but then I have a pendulum and I use a pendulum. So isn't that kind of still the same thing in a different costume? So like, I'm like navigating, you know, but there's all those, um, movies. There's even the most recent one Ouija, you know, um, which I was like, Oh, that's how you spell it. I had no idea, but yeah, like, you know, there's even movies that come out that, reinforce the negative, right? Reinforce that stigma that we have. So is that true or is that untrue? And I'm still navigating that myself as well. So I don't think it's necessarily that we have to land on all things, but what I landed on was the fact that, am I going to be cursed? Am I going to hurt people with this divination tool? And I realized actually, you know what? I don't believe that because then that would be true for anything else that I do. Right. So that limitation actually needs to come off and I'm actually going to remove that limitation. And I'm going to believe that this tool is used with my intention. What is my intention? My intention is to heal people, to help people, to help people feel empowered, to feel connected, to bring clarity, you know, on things that they already know are true and that they want and to bring clarity to that. So I removed that limitation. So that could look very different for everyone, especially depending on what the limitation is, what that limiting belief is. It could look very different, but for you, I think it's great for you to just use whatever intuitive tools you have. So if you feel like I just need to believe that I'm worthy of love, I have this limitation that I have to do where I have to be a certain way in order to be loved. I want to remove that limitation. I am worthy. I am worthy of love as I am. So if that's you, then what is it? So it's repeating that. 
a lot of times we can write it out. We can write that sentence. I am worthy of love just as I am. And you can write that as many times as you feel like you need to. Maybe it takes a couple days of writing that out until your hand cramps, right? And you're using that as like a meditation of like, you know what? And you don't have to write it until your hand cramps, but you know what I mean? Like just writing it out until you feel good in that moment, right? It could be 40 times or whatever, however many times you feel it could be five, um, whatever it is that you feel like I'm doing this, I'm, I'm repaving this pathway, this neural pathway by doing something, writing it out and seeing it on paper. And I'm writing it. I'm rewriting this limiting belief. That's, that's a tool that I love is writing it out and writing it out for a couple days is kind of like a journal meditation. That's something that's really applicable. You know, it's easy for us to do. Anyone can do that. A lot of times I will also speak it over myself. I will say, I am worthy of love just as I am. I am worthy of love just as I am. And I will feel every word as I say it, as I hold space for myself. Oftentimes in meditation, that is just what I do. I will say something that I need to embody that I need, that I'm currently integrating, right? Currently embodying and I'm doing the work and part of the work for me, I'm very vocal. I've always been, I was a singer, professional singer for many years, sang in the church for many years. I'm very vocal hearing myself say it. And then also I will sing it over myself. So I will sing, you know, I am worthy of love just as I am. I am worthy of love just as I am. Right. I will sing it over myself. I will speak it over myself, whatever it is that I'm feeling. And so that could be the same for you, that you would sing it over yourself, that you would speak it over yourself, that you would write it over yourself. Maybe you do all three, you know, whatever it is that you need to do to really repave that pathway. And maybe you do it for weeks. Maybe you do it for months. It's whatever you need. Right. And it's however deep that goes, because sometimes there's so many layers to things and we can get the first layer, first couple layers. But I I want to encourage you too with limiting beliefs. Oftentimes we'll, we'll be given multiple opportunities in real life to address it again, to then again, address it. Then again, we get to address it. So don't get downhearted with that. Uh, don't feel like, see, I haven't figured this out yet. I haven't worked through it. I haven't healed this. I haven't shifted this. Like I've done all this work and look, it's still there. Well, that might happen. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you haven't done the work or you haven't shifted that limitation, right? That limiting belief in you. It may be that the universe is again, just giving you another opportunity in real life, because there's one thing with doing the work, you know, within yourself. And there's another thing with getting a real life trigger perfectly packaged for you, (laughs) you know, in just the perfect place, you know, color ribbon, whatever it is, it's perfectly packaged for you. And I think it's been one of some of the most beautiful experiences I'd say of getting an opportunity for something And I responded completely differently than I would have, even maybe not outwardly. Um, Maybe my outward response was always the same, but my inward response was totally different. Like I may be, you know, cool on the surface, but on the inside, I was just rioting, you know, just throwing things across the room and just screaming out, you know, fuck you on the inside. Right. 
but now I'm having this opportunity. It's been months later. I've been doing all this work, been, you know, kind of uncovering this and going layer by layer and recognizing, acknowledging, and then shifting neuropathways and speaking over myself, singing over myself, writing it over myself, meditating on truth and on healing and, and on who I am and my identity and my core, right? Beliefs on, on who I am and what I believe I'm here to do and all of that, right? And here I am with an opportunity of same thing, different costume. And I'm having a completely different internal response. And that is how you know that you have done the work, right? That you've shifted it and you're getting another opportunity. So maybe there was something in my response, like, yeah, I had, I had an external great response. It was very eloquent, very graceful, very loving, but then my internal response was great. But then there was still something that was nagging. You know what I mean? Like still something that was itchy and you're like, "Mm, you know, what is that? (laughs) Like, that's still there. That's still itches still gets me. There's still a little ning, 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 (laughs) you know? So that's how you can basically then go cool. So let's address that. So what's itchy. What's, what's agitated. What's, what's still aggravated by this, that I have to talk about it, you know, or I have to share it with people. Not that that's always bad, but sometimes you can even recognize, like, I have to share this, you know, why do I have to share this? Um, why do I have to talk about this? Um, and so that's also an opportunity to realize like, okay, so I need to heal. So let's go down to a deeper layer. What does that really say? What does that really say about me or tell me what I am about myself or how people see me, you know, all of that. What is that getting in my ego? What is that stirring up? And that can be really helpful in your journey of discovering and reconnecting. Um, And so I just want to encourage you that however this looks for you, however you address the limitations in your life, recognizing, acknowledging, and then doing the work to shift, whether speaking over yourself, singing over yourself, writing it, um, a lot of times it's, uh, even recording something. Um, I've recorded like a voice note that I just play back over. Sometimes it's also finding songs that you connect with, right. Um, or podcasts, you know, basically feeding your soul, feeding your spirit things, you know, instead of tuning out, tuning in and tuning into, you know, what that makes you feel like it's, it's oftentimes just reconnecting with how you feel about something, you know, uh, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about that belief or that, that topic, you know, whatever it is. And a lot of times I'll end up educating myself, you know, um, for, for many years, like sex was so repressed in my culture, my church. Right. So I've done a lot of sex education things of, of what is healthy. Um, you know, whether it's even just self-love self-pleasure, um, I've done so many, so much work on my beliefs around intimacy and what it is to connect, um, that it's more than just physical. I, I really went into like the tantras, um, and, and just not just tantric sex. Cause as you've known, like with other, um, uh, guests that we've had, we've talked about tantric sex and that's like just a small part of the tantras. Um, but the tantric way, and, um, I've, I've definitely like delved into that, you know, like, what is that to live in this connected, uh, way I want to experience that because that is intimacy. And I want into intimacy first with myself. And I want to honor myself 
And then I can, I can truly honor someone, right? You can't give what you don't have. And so there's been things like that, that I've journeyed on, whether it's been to educate myself in a taboo subject, you know, or a subject that was repressed or not okay for me to, to talk about, to learn about. Um, or I've, I've just simply, you know, done the work and acknowledge what it is that the limitation is around money worthiness, right? That's been a big one for me. Um, my, my identity as a woman, you know, my womanhood, my sisterhood, my belief around other women, my relationships, my connections with other women. Um, there's been so many different things that I've done and, and each is to own, you know, like to each his own, um, is what I meant to say. You, you can do things, um, you know, in the practical applicable sense, you can do some of the things that I've mentioned, but you may come up with your own unique way. And again, I'll reiterate, there's no right way, perfect way to do anything. If it is just sitting and sitting with the thought that you need to sit with and you need to shift, maybe it's just that, maybe it's, you know, something else. Maybe it's also getting physical, um, you know, riding a bike or just going for a walk or a run or whatever it is that you do for physical exercise. It could just even be yoga, right? Something like that, which is yoga is hard. It's not easy. Um, and you can do something where it's physical dancing, you know, expressing, um, releasing energy, energy work is so different. And we are energy beings, right? We are body, soul, and spirit slash energy. And so there are so many ways that we can shift limiting beliefs that we can shift our limitations. And I find that even just on a physical basis, like I just got a Peloton bike. I love it. I was loving every cycle class that I was going to. And I was like, you know what? I want to invest in this. I want a Peloton, um, always available to me. I want to always be able to cycle when I want to cycle when I'm feeling it. And it is a physical shift of energy. When I, as soon as, before I get on that bike, when I get on it, when I choose the workout, I want to do every, and then when I get off of it, every part of it is a step of, of, uh, choosing to shift in a physical way. I feel the energy shifting in my body when I move physically. Right. And that could be dancing. That could be yoga. That could be so many things, walking, running, getting outside, getting connected with nature. Again, there's so many ways to shift energy and you can do it on a physical level. You can do it on an emotional mental level, right? Your soul, you can do it on a spiritual energetic level, whatever it is that you need to do. We are all parts experiencing this life, this incarnation, this journey. And so that may also be part of the layers that you're first physically addressing it. Then you're emotionally, mentally addressing it. Then you're energetically, spiritually addressing it for yourself. And that may just be a process and a journey. And I say always in every session, it is not the end goal. It is not the arrival state. It is the journey because technically we don't really ever arrive in this life. I think we can arrive at stages, right? At levels, but we're always, we're always journeying. We're always moving forward. We're always growing. We're always expanding. We're always lifting off on a new level, right? We're always, we're always transmuting. We're always shifting. We're always lifting off. And so to, to, that is a limitation to think that you've arrived, you know, or that there is an arrival. Well, what is that arrival state? That is a limitation in and of itself. When we think that we need to be this or do this or arrive here in order to be good, happy, satisfied, fulfilled, content, right? There's always more. And that's, what's really encouraging too. So wherever you are at, if you feel like, 
God damn wet. I am so limited. I feel all these limitations coming up. We're all limited in some form or fashion. No one is, I would say, and this may be, some people may disagree, but I don't think anyone is more limited than the other. I think we come in how we come in. There's no judgment or criticism. We came in with the limitations that we came in with for a reason, right? As part of the journey, everyone has their mountain or mountain range to climb, right? We all have a mountain from the beginning of our lives to climb, to overcome mine, rejection, victim. That's been my mountain, my mountain range or slash ranges to climb my whole damn life. I have had to work through that. And that has, that has infiltrated every part of my life, finances, relationship, friendship, career, what I do, right. That is, that is permeated. My entire life is the victim, uh, limitation, right. Scarcity limited. Woe is me. Everything's being done to me, not for me. And that is why I do the work that I do because I live this. I live freedom. I live healing and getting healed and being more free. And I live that work. And I I love helping people shift from that. And victim mentality is one of the first things I ever see. I'm always like, Ooh, there, there it is. It's there. (laughs) And that's what I really have a grace and a love of helping people shift through because we don't want, we don't want that. Nobody wants that. You don't want that for life. You know, that's an experience that you came here to experience. Nothing wrong with that. But staying there, living in that place, that's no fun. And um, I just really felt called to talk about how do we shift? How do we move through these? And it is a process. It is a journey of recognizing, acknowledging, and then purposefully doing things to shift it, to shift that energy, shift that mindset, shift how we feel. And that is finding whatever that sentence is, whatever that truth is that you have, that you can either write it, sing it, speak it, play it, whatever it is um, that you can do to shift it. Um, Sometimes it's uh, for me also, sometimes I speak it and I move. Um, Sometimes I literally have to physically move an energy out of, out of my being and my, my energy space, my aura, right. And then my environment. And I do, I do cleansing, you know, smudging and all of that to fully clear it out, but it's whatever you need to do. And sometimes, you know, I know that I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of women. I do have men that listen to this podcast and I have people that are from all walks of life, religious, spiritual, not spiritual. Right. And which is fun. And so I have all walks of life on this podcast. So that's why I love to give a varied, um, you know, space or applications, things to do that can help us shift. Right. So whether that's writing it down, speaking it over yourself, singing it over yourself, moving in a, in a way that you need to move, whether it's physical, like ecstatic dance kind of style, or it's going for a run or whatever. And you're just speaking it in your mind, maybe internally, just having that internal mantra, whatever it is that you need to do to help yourself actually move forward. Um, into truly integrating that truth into yourself, whatever it is that you need to do, do it. And, um, you know, as long as it doesn't harm you and as long as it doesn't harm anyone else, that's always my parameters, but whatever you need to do, um, outside of hurting yourself or hurting others, do it. You know, um, if that's getting away for a bit, getting silent, doing a silent, 
uh, ceremony, if that is even fasting, you know, um, I always say, you know, make sure you're good on a physical level health wise to do that. Um, you know, consult whatever your practitioner, um, uh, whoever it is that you, that you see for health, um, before you do something, maybe that's a little aggressive or harsh, uh, make sure you're good to do that. But like, whatever it is that you need to do, there's so many tools and methods and things that we can do. That's free, you know, that you can do. And then there's other things too. If you feel really called to work with like someone like me, a healer, intuitive healer, um, there, there's so much that you can do that you can, there's so many resources, right. Whether it's practitioners or people, um, that can help you and support you in shifting and doing the work. Um, that's where it's really done. I, I always say, I don't heal people. People heal themselves. But what I do is I support the healing. I support the reconnection that's happening and I affirm it. Um, and I, I confirm a lot of things. Um, and that's the work that I do as an intuitive healer. Um, so whatever you need, do it, but recognizing, acknowledging, and then doing the work to integrate that truth that can remove that limitation is key. And then also doing tests, you know, um, with the universe and just welcoming them. I welcome the tests, honestly, I, cause sometimes you can't necessarily fully know, you know, what the, what you've done, the work you've done. And if it's really sat and saturated and shifted things until you're tested, you know? And so I welcome the testing. Um, and that, that's a great barometer to even see like, okay, cool. So I got this part and now I need this part, you know, um, I need this little bit over here that's still itchy and agitated and I need that. And so it can be, it can be a really helpful thing. So I always welcome that when I feel like I've done a lot of work and I, I feel good. I'm always like, Hey universe, Hey team, you know, this is a good time for like a quiz, you know, or a test or an exam to see how I'm doing with this in this area. Can you, can you give me that opportunity? And it always comes, <laughs> it always comes immediately, uh, which I, which I appreciate. So just use that as kind of like a, a testing tool to see, okay. And then what areas need it, need my focus now, you know, if I turn this over, what side needs, needs some loving. Um, and so that can help you. So I just want to encourage you in that life is about transmuting, shifting and healing and embodying and integrating and experiencing life, experiencing what we came here to experience. That is life. So I love you all so much. I hope that this was encouraging and helpful to you. If you are really struggling with limiting beliefs or any kind of limitations in your life and how to recognize, acknowledge and shift them uh, so that you can fully integrate, fully become, show up in your most authentic, high, awesome, amazing self. I love you all.